Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Do you like professional wrestling? Well, you like professional wrestling too. This is Shake the Ropes. I am Jeff Hawkins. Chris Novembrino is out doing Tram Fest out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So if you're out in that area and want to listen to music and ride a tram up and down a mountain, it's for you. Joining me, my old compatriot from the old neighborhood over at Fightful, now a part of Voices of Wrestling, just sitting there waiting for somebody to quit so he can do a podcast here. Is that the deal? Miss Warren Hayes. Hi, Warren. Oh, exactly. Like I, I just follow Jeff around and I take his spots when he leaves. That's what. I, that's oh, is that what, what you do? For. That's, that's what kind of what you did for. at fight. You didn't exactly do that at Fightful. You were no. the you were the play by play guy more than the Denise more took my spot than anybody there. And I don't wish oh. anybody at Fightful ill will. I'm, but I'm the I'm the thirteenth man on the bench now. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. I think for a while you were on the Brock Lesnar deal. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I was, and then all I of a sudden. And then all of a sudden they stopped calling. So I think I'm more on the Goldberg deal. Yeah, I think that's pretty much <laughs> it's it. just like, we've gotten enough out of you. <laughs> Though I haven't begged Sean Ross out for a spot in a while, just because I know other people want it. But we're going to see a football game later this year, so we'll be good. Um, oh, there you go. There you go. You'll have some, yay, you have some FaceTime. You'll have yeah, one-on-one have FaceTime. FaceTime. There you go. You'll be, <laughs> I'll get all the dirt. I'll get all the dirt then. We, and we chat on DM like almost every other day. So we're, we're good. It, it's just one of those things where it's like, ah, eh, time, space, whatever. Uh, you are writing columns or or uh, yeah. think pieces of wrestling, or Voices of Wrestling? How are you enjoying oh, yes. it? Very profound thing, thing pieces. No, I actually, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, <laughs> enjoying that's it. a wrong choice. <laughs> I know I'm enjoying it tremendously. I'm I'm actually I was actually stunned that Rich let me uh let let me jump aboard to write a couple of articles. They went well. Next thing you know, I'm I'm on the contributors list and it's fantastic. I just wrote a uh just a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, actually not even a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, a review, a preview. Geez, I'll get I'll get I'll get the language <laughs> thing down. I'm I'm on my way. Um a preview of uh the New Japan show, uh, the destruction show in Rio Goku with uh, Jay Michael. So that was fun. Nice. Who do you hate most now? You've been in the slack for a while. <laughs> and why no, is it, not... and why is it suit Williams? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Suit's great. I love him. Just trying you to know, build. You know that Chris, that Chris Samza guy, he, you know, he keeps getting <laughs> plugs on TV all the time, right? Getting a big head. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Kevin Kelly all the time. Uh, my friend, Chris Samza telling yeah. me uh, the stats. Uh, he sent me all these stats now on Collision. You know, he used, used to be just on New Japan World, right? And you're like, oh, isn't yeah. that quaint? Now he's on TBS, uh, TNT, whatever yeah. it is. On, yeah, all these know. people get, yeah, all good. Okay, so you fit in nice with Voices of Wrestling. That's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, 
if anybody, if everybody hates anybody, it's me. So it's fine. I'm I'm good with that. I'll be the village idiot of of this wrestling podcasting slash writing empire if we need to. Now that Rob McCarron's left, I, I'm I'm good with that. But uh, you're, you, I, I told you pre-show, you're privy to something that we don't normally uh, get, and the fans of Shake Them Ropes have not gotten in a number of years, and that is a good old fashioned Jeff Hawkins rant. Mm. And here we go. That angle on AEW Dynamite on Tuesday with Juice Robinson and MGF, MJF um, should have never happened. It was stupid. It was careless. It was reckless. Dare I say they won it for the internet clicks, but I'm thinking that at this time. Um, it was tone deaf. And there's not a single defense of it that I've heard, including from our own Suit Williams, who I got into yet another tassel with two weeks in a row now. Love you, Suit. But you're wrong um, <laughs> about this. And let me explain. It's three days after the darkest day, the most number of deaths since the Holocaust for Jews. Now, I'm not doing stolen valor here. I'm just saying there are times and places for things. In real television, if there was a television episode with a terror attack and a terror attack happens, they would pull that episode. You may not even ever see it. There is nothing wrong with stepping in here and canceling this part of the angle for later or in perpetuity. Let me address the criticisms. Because I Wednesday night, if if you listen to my show over on Fight Game Media, um, I was heated. I was very heated. I'm I'm a little heated now, but not as much as I was then, to the point where I almost tuned out the show. I was so angry at this. Um, number one, Juice Robinson always holds quarters, or that's part of his gimmick. That's great. He had Friedman written across it where nobody refers to Max. Well, Jay Friedman as Friedman. They refer to him as MJF. They were leaning in to the anti-Semitism part of this of this thing. There's no denying that. You you can't you can't put up an intellectual defense of that part of it. They're doing that for you. Well, Max was okay with it. It was Max's idea, it was Max's tribute, it was Max's statement. He's 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 Jewish, you know, it's it's part of his faith, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Someone in that company in production, in booking, in creative, what have you, needs to save him from himself then. Because this is not the time nor place for the tribute or whatever statement you're trying to make. It is three days after this, and they are still pulling bodies, and we're still trying to figure out what happened. Um, Doing this on your television show is... Yeah, there, there's no place for it. And especially in pro wrestling, which has a history of doing these bad taste kind of things. I compared it to Muhammad Hassan and, and Undertaker. I know MJF wasn't having any of that, but let me give you another tone deaf thing that this company itself did at one point. On Good Friday, I think it was this year, might have been last year, they did a crown of thorns in that angle with, I believe, Adam Cole and Adam Page. Not sure who the participants were at the time, but there was a crown of thorns involved. Uh, they made a crown out of barbed wire, and they put it on a guy, and they pile drove him. That is just tone deaf. It is insensitive. 
And you don't do that kind of stuff, especially in what is considered a low-rent art form, unfortunately, like this. AEW is considered the counter-proposal to the crassness of WWE. They lean into that as well. They encourage social media with, with talent posing with signs, you know, protect trans kids, other socio-political thoughts. We are thought that this is a respite from the same kind of crap that we get where I grew up with, which loved its cheap racial heat. I'm, I'm watching Harley Race tell, tell Ron Simmons, oh, you should be carrying my bags, boy. And other things like that. Ric Flair would go deep into the racial stuff at times. You know, some of my favorites. Growing up in Southern wrestling, where I grew up, this was part and parcel. And it was considered good because it was cheap heat. And we, as a society, have said no. And AEW is not supposed to be like that. Now, some of the other uh, proposals type thing that, that I was saying, well, you know, and oh, you know, it's just bringing current events into, into things. You got to wait. You got a five-week build. You can't wait two weeks to bring up the quarters thing because it was AEW. It was AEW itself that put the anti-Semitic twist on the quarters. Okay, it might be that Juice Robinson used this in New Japan. Great. Good for him. But MJF's lore and character lore is that he was bullied in school by people who threw quarters at him yelling, pick those up, Jew boy. Okay, you have made that part of your television thing. So that's on you. You can't just go, oh, well, you know, that's just part of Juice Robinson's gimmick. Blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, again, maybe this was Max's idea. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe somebody approved it. But there are at least five or six people in production, including Tony Khan himself, who should step in and say, no, this is a bad idea. And I think in the fog of war, quote unquote, on this title Tuesday. Ooh, maybe this is a little edge Lord. Maybe somebody's going to re react negative to, to this. Maybe we're going to get some sort of controversy on Twitter. Tee hee hee. Not saying that's true, but it's either that or they were tone deaf to everything. And, and I can't parse, which end rant. Warren, your thoughts. <laughs> uh, no, you hit you hit all the uh, you hit all the uh, the important notes here. Uh, I you know I sincerely believe that if if it uh, had not happened, let, let me backtrack a little bit. We as professional wrestling fans, we knew at some point the quarters were were going to pop. It someone was going to use the quarters because MJF had he'd cut that promo twice right we've heard this story about the bullies in the quarters twice so we knew at some point it was going to come up that was inevitable um pulling it up here at this point in time it, 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 it's it's not a delicate thing to do you know it's you could have waited a couple of weeks like you said there was no rush for this to to get out there um and i Look, from everything we hear, uh, you know, uh, MJF pretty much has final say on everyone. Like, no one says no to MJF, right? Like, right. no one, no, he, he, everything that he's plotted out since he started the Prochacho stuff and even before that, he he weaves control over what he does and that's about it. And no one really says no to him. 
but there could have been just a, a rational ear just to tell him, Max, did you think about this? Did you think about this? Did you think about this? Because look, it's all a question of context. Maybe within a month, people would have squirmed a little bit, probably wouldn't have been as strong a reaction to it, you know, but the, the timeliness of it really does stick. Um, and I'm with you, you know, I don't think, oh, it's Juice's gimmick. I don't think it, first of all, it's it's a recent thing that Juice had been doing in New Japan, yes. yeah. right? It, it's not something that he had been doing for years. It's not like, oh, classic Juice. It's fairly, within the last year, he'd been doing it ever since he joined Bullet Club. And then at some point he started doing that. And the first few times you see it, you're like, wow, this is spectacular, you know? Clocks a guy on the chin, the coins flip in the in the spotlight, you know, you're like, wow, this this rules, right? But you know, so maybe this is their out to do it because it does feed into Juice's gimmick, but they've made the character an anti-Semite. I mean, it's it, it's <laughs> not a great look for Juice, right? Is this a mask off situation for Juice? I don't like I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think it's like a Juice Robinson. I would I would assume that Juice that Juice Robinson is is not anti-Semitic. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, let's. Uh, yes, you know he's he, the character and the person. I don't believe yes. are supposed to be like that, but it really put the. I mean, Friedman across the roll of quarters, right. and with him screaming that as opposed to Max or MJF. Brings, it's very I, purposeful. It's yes. very purposeful, and I, I don't understand. I, I, I'm, I'm of the impression that, um, neither Dave Meltzer nor a couple other high-profile things wanted to touch this with a ten-foot pole. I am willing to walk in there and take that kind of fire because, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, I don't have access to any of these guys. I don't. No, that's it. fine. And, um, and the idea, the idea too, it's like, look, ultimately, like personally i can only speak like personally right i think it was poorly timed it yes. made me uncomfortable right uh and i i tire of this kind of stuff in pro wrestling because like you mentioned pro uh, pro res has a very bad history when it comes to dealing with uh ethnic groups minority groups vulnerable groups you know it's like very very poor checkered history you outlined that already uh so when so even the most well-versed television writers, movie writers attack, attack these, have to attack these subjects with a certain form of finesse, right? To, for lack of a better word. Whereas pro wrestling is all about brute force. It's yeah. not about finesse. It's about getting people over. That's what pro wrestling is about. It's about getting the reactions. It's getting people over. It's not about delving into the deep, meanings of things you know it's not like when revolution uh, retribution started up people you know we were expecting wwe to explore the socioeconomic problems that antifa brings up you know on a <laughs> weekly basis you know in the midst of the blm riots right yeah. no we're not going to be discussing this on wwe the idea is to use imagery to get a reaction to get people over so and, and it was all and, and that that i mean we, we let, let, let's hammer vince a little bit here that was vince basically wanting to call these people geeks and losers sure um you know while his wrestlers beat them up and whatnot and yeah th that was him making statements through wrestling angles etc so yeah 
when, when uh, they started talking, they were saying, we are going to tear down the WWE. It's like, okay, c- come on now. I, you could be more transparent and here. Do what? <laughs> <laughs> and do what? Ultimately, and do what? Um, but no, listen, I, I like ultimately, you know, I, I can, I can only see this as, um, you know, something that's, uh, that, that's distasteful, that makes me uncomfortable personally. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try and, and, and speak for any, uh, for, for, for any Jews or anyone who lost anyone in, 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 in the attacks recently. Like I, I, I'm in no position to do that, but as a person, as a human, as a fan, makes me very uncomfortable. I feel we're going down paths that we've been down before and touching on subjects that, like I said, wrestling doesn't have the finesse, the delicacy to, to, to tackle properly other than boo. Yay. That's silly. Yeah. I, uh, no. And I, Wednesday, I was a little bit more here because I, I mean, just a little bit about me for eight years. I lived in an Orthodox Jewish neighborhood. So it's one of those things. And I'm still close with some of my neighbors there. And they really helped me in moments of need. And I, I, I still remember fondly, I'd get knocks occasionally at night. Can you come turn on the lights on? Because we can't. And would you like to join us for dinner while you're here? And just, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, you know, and they're hurting and have relatives who are hurting and and it's it was just one of those things where it was very visceral for me so i i also didn't want to come off as going i am stealing these people's pain to to do no i just i just i watched that and i just i'm i'm like how does someone not point this out in a writers room no, or a production be. meeting or who has the run sheet in front of them or whatever and say hold on this is a bad idea because all logic and and reason dictates that numerous people knew this was coming and nobody it appears was able to get through to somebody and say this is stupid Mm. and and i just i i I just yeah and it's been lingering with me for a few days especially watching that nobody's apologized (laughs) no we've doubled down we've doubled down have they well max has oh did he yeah oh that's right he did he did, didn't he? And he's giving a isn't he? And he's giving a, uh, a, he has a speaking engagement with an organization, if I'm not mistaken, something like that that was being advertised at the same time. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's wrong, and it, it might be the arrogance of youth. We're both old. At least I'm old. I don't know about you. Um, <laughs> thank you. I'll come back whenever you want. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's I just yeah. Um. Getting into the news, there's only one story. Mm. The big Tuesday war of 2023. It doesn't rhyme. Sorry. Um, <laughs> doesn't roll off the tongue as well, though. NXT versus AEW. Uh, final numbers, I think, was like, do you have the numbers in front of you by chance? I do not. I, I know it was it was over 900,000 for NXT and I think over 600,000 for AEW. So 1.5 million people watched wrestling on a Tuesday. Other other pertinent thoughts here. Nothing's changed. AEW is still the number two promotion. NXT is still double A ball for, for WWE. Even more, because there were people who were on there going, you know, this isn't fair because 
because WWE is loading stuff up with their main roster and a bunch of has-beens to get viewers to watch it. Yeah, let's take a look at who was uh, who was advertised for AEW Dynamite, shall we? John Moxley, who was pulled during the pre-show, uh, Brian Danielson, Adam Copeland, Christian Soraya. Stop me <laughs> when you see the similarities here, kids, because they weren't plugging the elite or the pillars. Max made a made a made an appearance, and yes, Hangman was part of this, but this wasn't built around Kenny and the Bucks. This wasn't built around Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen. Nope, this was built around X W O and Chris Jericho, X WWE guys. So both companies. Are, are pointing at each other like the Spider-Man meme right now when it comes to it comes to crass, cheap marketing. Don't give me that. Yeah, NXT won. And, uh, okay, but it's same as it ever was. Same as it ever was, to quote the talking heads. Nothing, nothing about this matters at all. And both shows were kind of <laughs> indicative of the product. If if you if you like AEW, that you know you got your long matches, you got some title changes, and if you like your NXT, you got a lot of angle stuff. Okay, great. Um, but apparently you have an addendum to this. Apparently, uh, Tony is not too happy. Warren. Oh no! Well, uh, he's been tweeting through the whole thing ever since the ratings were announced. Uh, well, even before that. And by the way, nine hundred and twenty-one thousand viewers for NXT point thirty in the demo. Mm-hmm. And six hundred and nine thousand viewers for AEW point twenty six in the in the demo. So a little closer on the demo than in total viewership. Um, but I mean, you know, first and foremost, like you 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 cannot have expected you cannot have expected AEW to win uh, on a Tuesday night, moving from uh, moving from its regular scheduled block. That's just like that's just wishful thinking. I don't think anyone. We're creatures of habit. Us wrestling yeah, fans. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I think it's, um, I, I, I think it's a, uh, 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 anyone who was thinking about this, I believe, in in, in good faith or at least within reason, expected uh, NXT to to blow them out of the water. I actually thought of... AEW had a shot of winning this. I did. I thought. I thought. Interesting. I think their fan base loves AEW more than NXT loves their their fan base loves the, that show perhaps um not that they don't have similar things but i also thought like the demo i I thought the demo for AEW being much younger would put them over the top in terms of that part but uh you know it it was a bit of a shock to me yeah Uh, i i maybe some people are a little surprised at how bad they got they they got blown out of the water maybe i i i i I don't know i i was like oh okay i figured it'd, it'd be it wouldn't be pretty but yeah tony khan is not taking this well he hasn't been taking this well. Just if, first of all, he's been tweeting pretty much nonstop, at least for a CEO. Let's put it that way. Uh, since since um, what, what was it Monday when he started announcing? Oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have an overrun too, and plus we're adding thirty <laughs> minutes on the, oh. before that on YouTube. We're that, we're, we're that. flying in. We're putting Minoru Suzuki on a red eye <laughs> to get him to get him. Suzuki was wrestling in in Japan on Monday. And so they got him over on Tuesday, uh, and uh, for and then a on YouTube that, hit, for a YouTube, for a YouTube fly hit. Fly Suzuki out here 
you know, for Eddie Kingston on a YouTube only pre-show because we can't possibly put that on the show on Tuesday. <laughs> no, no, no. But but we're going to get 30 minutes of uninterrupted wrestling, just like the other guys. Like, and then after and then taking the shots at Vince and at uh uh Triple H and uh I'm look, I'm going to the, the bald say, asshole one is the one that got me. I wasn't that I'm sorry, that was brilliant. <laughs> no, it was funny. Don't get me wrong. That was, that was brilliant. And within the context of Tony being hyped up for the big head to head and just letting things go, I'm like, okay, this is great. And this is the kind of chaos that I love in pro wrestling too. I love this kind of stuff. I love promoters doing promoter stuff like this. Like that I no, I really do. No, but, no, no, I get that. I'll 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 rebut in a sec. Continue. But once we get to two days removed from yes. the event, yes. a full 24 hours after the ratings have been announced and your company got, got trounced, per expected if you ask me, but and you're still taking shots at Vince and his improprieties, I'm like, look, we all know Vince is a scumbag. Don't get me wrong. He's mm-hmm. a piece of shit. That's fine. I'm sorry. Can we swear on this? Uh, we can I, I have a couple. I'll, I'll okay. allow it. I'll, 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 I'll dial it back from this point for it. It's my, it's my freebie. And after that, I have I to try and talk. avoid getting demonetized on the YouTube. And I, there's, there's one listener who used to say, Hey, I listen with kids in the car. So thank you. Oh yes. And I've had viewers tell me that as well. So I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you gotta be, you're going to be. So careful. I but... apologize. Earmuffs kids. If you heard that, but continue. <laughs> we'll have to put a warning at the start of the, we'll no, have we to won't. record a, a preamble. Daddy, um, what does that mean? Uh, uh, oh boy <laughs> angry letter to jeff hawk and that's there you fine go. i don't read the comments continue i'm just a guest anyway um <laughs> the uh but but it's, but you know still going through it two days later now it's getting kind of sad now it's like tony go run your businesses you know you don't you have football teams that you have to look after too like there's a come on man get off twitter none of this matters like at this point it's not it's no longer entertaining now it's more embarrassing than anything else now it makes me now it makes me cringe and now i don't like it no but you've made me think about something that i haven't thought about in a a long long time i've never thought and this is so weird to say i've never thought of tony khan as a promoter promoter you know like don king sure hyping up the fights and things like that i've always just kind of thought of him more in the vein of vince mcmahon at times where he's he's the corporate head, and he speaks of his product and stuff like that. But he, I mean, and doing all the and he does a lot of the media in terms of not Vince, but in terms of Tony Khan, instead of sending out his talent to go out there and do the rah rah stuff. But I've never thought of him as as um, soulless shill <laughs> that Don King is, where you watch him and think, hey. Don King once killed a man. I never think Tony Khan once killed a guy. Sure, you know, uh, that, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Nor would you. But y- yes, um, it, it was all fun and games until the result. Yeah. And that was a definitive knockout in some ways. Um, Even though I've been, <laughs> even though I said nothing matters, it doesn't matter. But at the same time, it's like, you can't then come out and go, I wasn't ready. <laughs> and no. that's what this feels like is a heavyweight fight where he gets, uh, that was a lucky shot. I can no, beat no, no. you on another day. But you know, but then what, what would be, would have been the opposite? Like just business as usual and not doing nothing. 
Because then that's like, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Either you go ham like he did and, and just stack the show, the 30 minutes uninterrupted, the 11 minute overrun, the 30 minute YouTube show. Like you, you just go completely. The, the three hour the post show, the all nighter <laughs> afterwards. I think there are people still wrestling on this show. I think it's gone for four straight days. You know. I'm, like, I'm convinced Tony's still in Gorilla right it's like now. Woodstock. He hasn't slept yeah, the wing. They are still in the arena. <laughs> he's still there. <laughs> Sitting there, and he's imagining imaginary man, or invisible man versus invisible Stan. There you and go. Bryce is out there doing his stuff. It's great. It, you know, three days and, this, and despite despite two there being two invisible wrestlers, people are still complaining that Bryce is taking up all the split, all the all the spotlight. <laughs> the um <laughs> But but otherwise, like, you know, he either goes all in or he just does a regular dynamite. And then people d- complain. He's like, oh, he's not, in, you know, he's not fighting. He's not, you know, he's not uh, uh, going all out to try and beat the guys. He's not doing his best. He's not putting his best foot forward. So it's it's really a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation as far as uh, the level of involvement that you that you generate for this well, one specific show. Okay, counterpoint. Counterpoint. He doesn't need to be this much of a character in his own world. You know? Counter counter counterpoint. This guy is a pro wrestling <laughs> board poster. What do you want from him? You okay, know? He, he, he okay, fine. He has the exact same social skills as most board posters I've met from professional wrestling boards. Can't talk to people in public, can't have a conversation, aren't that charismatic, to be honest with you, are kind of boring and weird sometimes. Not all of you. Some of you are cool. I like you. Um, but at the you know, I mean, I have been to, um, wow, something happened to my mic. Give me a second here. Uh, I've been to, you know, F4W conventions and things like that. And I've come in the middle of dinner and nobody's talking to each other or whatnot. And I'm the guy driving all the conversations. I'm the guy, you know, keeping things lively and fun. And so, I mean, these, I mean, you say this and now I'm even angry <laughs> because <laughs> it was mostly a bit too. I didn't mean, to yo, no, it's angry. great, but it's also perfect. I mean, it, it's perfect. I mean, you watch him do interactions with wrestlers in, you know, on that YouTube, did you watch the YouTube show before? Uh, yes, I did. You know, where, where they're making the announcement about Orange Cassidy filling in for John yep. Moxley. Did Tony Khan seem like the charismatic dynamo that oh, no. we all think he is on Twitter? No, no, no. <laughs> he's 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 uh, incredibly awkward and stilted. I yes. think there's something there's something terribly delightful to it, though, where he's he's landing his lines in his uh is in it his... delightful though or is it you're just watching going no. you can't act <laughs> well, no, I, you kind of want to go and squeeze your cheeks and go oh, you're doing you so want to pat his head and go all right go yes. back to gorilla and and produce the show thank you, you you've you've done enough here but we know he look you know he cares said, he cares and that's a positive he, i get it there you go because we he cares and we know and i say this lovingly we know he's a dork you know, he, no, but we know he's, a, he, yes, yes, he loves do. his pro wrestling and he hugs the wrestlers and he hold br- brings them in close. You know, he buries his head in his chest in their chest, you know, like he's, it's, that's it. That's who he is. Right. So, but the dichotomy is like between, let's say a guy like me acting like that and him, 
he's a he's a billionaire go on (laughs) he's a billionaire and he's got people under his employ and at some point someone has to tell him tony put the phone down uh call um call kenny invent uh hell call cody invent call mookie mookie call mookie invent there you go uh so you're saying the only difference between you and tony khan is his money is the money okay yeah no i see that you're a (laughs) suave mother no uh (laughs) <laughs> uh anything else from 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 just the tuesday numbers we can get into the content itself into uh, in, in the lazy river but um again um, i don't put much into this and I, I you know it's also one of those things where it's like yes nxt is trying to get higher rights because on its own nobody would want the show i don't think it's one of those things where it's like it is the it is the stepson of the WWE and they're trying to make it marketable. I don't mind that. That's hustling too. So sure. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's um, no, I, I, I agree with you. Like there's, there's, it was, a, I look, I, I caught up with it a little bit. I haven't watched everything. I watched the main event. I watched a couple of things. And to me, it's just, it's, it's raw, you know, for better, for worse. It was just a, 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 a an addition of raw in a very small venue um with i don't know with a level of production lighting that really grinds my gears i don't know what it is about the production it, lighting it has a lot more it. character development um than AEW and but but both products were pretty much symbolic of the styles you're going to get so i mean it, it was like, you, you know what you yeah, know what i, I compared it to you. i compared what? it to sweeps week you yeah, know what so... sweeps week when or when we were growing up it mattered mm-hmm. in November and February because that would be the week where all the all the special guest stars would come on to all of your favorite shows and you'd get like, oh, look, this week, Robin Williams on Homicide, Life on the Street, or, uh, you know, Tom Hanks is going to be on Family Ties or whatever it is, you know. That's special two-part was. episodes and stuff yeah. like oh, that. Oh, yes, yeah. the special two-part, you know, the sappy music in a special yeah. Heart hearing, yeah, yes, and of he, a different world. We talk about, you know, <laughs> and then you make a joke about a very serious subject, Hawkins, that, that won't go over well after you just did that first uh rant about uh not doing things at the time. So I won't say it. Uh, <laughs> we don't but love yeah. you because of we don't love you because of your consistency, Jeff. Well, well yes, I, I'm a hypocrite, I, I say these things, I just do things for the world. <laughs> So that's the news. There's not much else really to talk about. So we're going to get into a very special Lazy River because Warren watches a lot more foreign stuff than I do. So this will be interesting. Uh, Whatever we watched, where we saw, whatever we're thinking about, we can go right here. Again, starting on the beach of our Lazy River, we have Ice Cold Takes on WWE Fastlane. A premium live event that existed and happened and was there. It was perfectly cromulent, as we like to say. (laughs) here doing the old simpsons references uh tag team title match spectacular i thought i thought that was really a lot of fun and the rest was there what did you think of this show i agree uh i think this was a nothing show that nothing really happened outside of the 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 big title change at first you know uh got to give a big shout out to jay uso who uh split up with his tag team to start off his singles career, winning a uh, tag team uh, <laughs> title. That's, uh, that's some, that's prime. That's good. Good for him. Main um, event. 
when he's with Cody Uso. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the three way for the women's title for what it was, but it was it was just a spot fest for the most part. And I, I love everybody in there. I will say this. Charlotte has a little rust on her. It it gets a bit uh it, it gets a bit uh, hairy there sometimes, I, I think. But uh, you know, and Oscar look, Asuka's gonna be Asuka all the time. But you know uh, what when 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 Neo and, and Asuka had that opening salvo, you know, when they when they tossed oh, Charlotte out of the so ring. Good. That was fun. And I was like, man, what why couldn't we have just gotten 15 minutes of this instead of yeah. Trying, I know why we shoehorn Charlotte into stuff, don't get me wrong. And I'm I and I'm one of the last like true Charlotte Flair believers. Like, I've always I, I believe I, in her. I just think we've never really gotten a true I mean, we get a break when she's not around, but we've mm-hmm. never gotten Charlotte down the card so to speak having to fight her way back up it's when she no. reappears she's in the main event all the time and you're just like eh, we're and building I, and, people here and i agree like she she's she's a wrestler that you know she has uh she has moments where she's really really good yeah but it but then there's matches where you're like man don't do the moonsault you know it's like <laughs> at this in this match her stuff connected like she has been in absolutely mo- worse more dire situations than this uh and it all depends the charlotte matches at this point really hinge on which charlotte is going to show up is yeah. it going to be the charlotte who's going to be a little off a little sloppy doesn't care or is she going to have her her working boots on like she had at wrestlemania I, you know she had a wrestling her wrestling boots on but maybe not the nice shiny ones you know that sparkle when the when the when the the light hits them just right. She had her working boots on, but wasn't her greatest outing ever. No. Yeah, and I, I have I have one person in my feed who just DMs me constantly. It's like, you know, Bailey deserves so much better than what she's getting. People know I love me some Aunt Pam. I love me some Aunt Pam. Mm-hmm. She is, as she says, losing matches and winning life. That is what this is what she is. The company loves her still. She is a plot device in many, many ways, and she's fine with that for now. Um, don't get me wrong. I think she would love to be back in the main event scene, et cetera, et cetera, but they trust her. She does the goofy, inept heel stuff. Fantastic. Um, let EO have some shine here for a while. You know, it, it's one of those things where it feels like this EO Shirai title run started off because we're going to break up damage control and then see what she had. And then they got nervous about something or, or, or the, or the, or the, or the breakup wasn't there because I think, you know, maybe it had something to do with Dakota and what, who, where her allegiances would lie or something like that. But it's just, or maybe Vince came back at that time to get the sale and it's like, well, no, we can't push her solo because she's not a big enough star. So let's keep her with damage control or whatever, whatever the excuse is. I feel like EO has always gotten the short shrift because she's always involved in these multi-person angles and they never build up something for her one-on-one because we're having the, you know, we're having the, uh, the interference and whatnot, et cetera. I mean, that's, that's really my only note on that. No, no, I, I mean, I, I've I've always had a pen a, a penchant for Bailey, uh, you know, and I will I will ride to the very end that uh, uh, they had a sure thing with her, 
And, yes. Yes. Uh, oh, you and I both agreed. Uh, this is oh, back in the fightful neighborhood. Back that, the they, that they just lit a giant pile of money on fire. Yeah. When they uh, when I, they went away from the straight baby face pusher like John Cena thing. That's all they needed to do with her. No, they had to. They had to WWE it. You know, they had to yeah. make her never kiss a boy and all that stuff. You know, <laughs> remember that? Um, oh God. I've blocked out so many bad ideas by WWE in the back of my head. (laughs) It's not even fun, but I I will still maintain she is still the best bell-to-bell worker in in that division in terms of being the workhorse, in terms of being the base for a lot of people. And she's always in the right position and always doing the things. Uh, So, pure lazy river, open form, free form, grab your inner tube, Warren Hayes, and tell me where you'd like to start. Um, Well, you, you touched on it a little bit. Why don't we talk about the absence of the elite on Tuesday? Okay. Which I think, well, unless you count Hangman Adam Page, but you know who we're talking about when we, yes. when we mentioned the elite. Um, no Kenny Omega, no Young Bucks, uh, in a in a company that is you know struggling to you know with live attendance numbers uh, that uh, doesn't feel as hot that seems to be moving away from a lot of things that made the company interesting that had people gravitate around it. I find it very curious that, you know, all of these business woes sort of started appearing when less and less focus were put on some of the guys who were there from the get-go and who drew new faces into uh, new eyes to the company that got people excited for AEW, right? Seeing Omega, the Bucks, Cody, all those guys, of course, Cody, is where he is right now but i found it very curious and you know i can't entirely blame their absence for losing on uh, on on tuesday but i i feel like a lot of the bleed that AEW is experiencing right now has to do with them straying from their original course which is you know a, a true alternative new faces guys that people on the grassroots were really into and were supporting. And it's been really difficult, I feel, to reintegrate Omega and the Bucks into top positions. Look, I mean, you can make the the, the counter-argument to me straight off the bat and say, yeah, but Warren, the, the Bucks were at Wembley in a big-time match. What are you talking about? You know, and they're, they're now they're up for, uh, for the tag team titles. They're the number one contender. Sure, but they don't feel big anymore. It's like the company is not throwing its weight behind yes. them anymore. And um, that's what I find. I thought that was a glaring absence from, from this Tuesday. I thought it was strange because like you said, multiple former WWE guys uh, on, on the show, Adam Cole, Copeland wrapping it up and poor Adam Copeland, you know, worst performing quarter hour of the show. Um, that was a straight WWE match. Yeah, and it was a and that's game. a problem too here with him. I mean, he didn't have the indie run that Cody had. He didn't have the New Japan run that Cody had. He is coming straight from twenty some odd years of doing yeah. one style, or even his buddy Christian. Yeah, well, Christian. You know? I mean, Christian can work other styles and stuff too. It appears it's no, like, no, but that's what I mean. Like his buddy yeah. Christian, you know, he was able to move around and do other stuff and 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 absorb things from elsewhere. Um, I have thought this has been a problem since inception, to be honest with you, that the elite in their humility, 
I guess would be mm-hmm. the words I'd use, decided that they weren't going to be pushed as the ultimate top act. And we need to build these other guys up. Okay. Great. But we still haven't gotten that yet. And we are now four years in. We just surpassed four years of AEW. And we have yet to have Kenny and the Bucks and Hangman as your kind of, and this is what I think the fans wanted, holding all the gold and having the best matches. Mm-hmm. I think that's what, in everybody's head, this was going to be. Instead, we built everybody up, and then we took a step back. We gave Kenny kind of a middling title run. Don Callis was fantastic, but I don't think people wanted to boo Kenny. I think Adam Page, I mean, I've said this before, Adam Page had no big feuds. Mm -hmm. He had no great feuds to build. He had good matches as a champion, but he didn't have feuds. So I, I think people didn't get into that title run. And I was saying all along, what you need to do is you need to get this title on somebody who can talk. And they did. And it's MJF. And MJF wants to do sketch comedy and and rock tributes. The rock, not rock mm-hmm. and roll, the rock type tributes. He wants to do the stuff that he grew up on in WWE for the most part. And I think they took a look at all these. They are having great matches, but again, great matches don't grow the audience. And there's a portion of the audience that doesn't want it to grow. They, they want it to be their own, you know, indie record store, the indie band that, you know, never sells out. I get that. But it's character and promos and feuds and heat that grows your audience, that makes people want to watch your television show. Mm -hmm. And then the great matches can happen on your pay-per-views and your big events. I get that. Well, I I don't want to watch dinner theater. I want to watch professional wrestling. Okay, great. After you've seen Commander's match three weeks in a row, you've seen it already. What but then now? again, here we we shouldn't be seeing Commander. I agree. Matches three weeks in a row with the depth that this roster has. Yes, That's and simple. shame me for my gringo pronunciation of it. I Commander. No, no, but I'm you know I'm just putting on airs. <laughs> I'm just putting on airs. I know That's it's all. fine. We do that here. <laughs> Chris doesn't like it, but I do it anyways. Uh, yeah, and I, I, it's just one of those things where it's like, I think they've made an overcorrection in the wrong way. I think they've decided that it's, and 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 there's a lot of Jimmy Jacobs in this, behind the scenes, sure. in my opinion. Sure. You know, the whimsy. The, the, this is, this is a, like, everything's now almost BTE in some ways. <laughs> where it's like, it, it, I, I call it Wes Anderson wrestling. It's ironic. Everybody knows it's fake. We're just doing the wacky comedy and stuff. And, you know. Everybody's gonna laugh and go home happy, type of a thing. And I, you know, and I, I think there's, I think there's not enough hate in this company. I think everybody knows everybody's friends in this company. I don't think there's enough acts that hate each other on television that are building legitimate feuds and acting in that way. I think that's my problem with the whole thing. But again, I'm old and I, I want to, I, you know, I want that stuff in my wrestling. I don't know if others do, but the numbers kind of bear out that they don't want whatever they're getting. You'd think that after the past year, you would have understood that a lot of people hate each other in this company. <laughs> That's speaking behind of the which, scenes, though. Speaking of which, yes, I'll give you. I'm going to double dip here on the on the. No, go Reddit, ahead. Don't mind. I'll so, trash you next week. Go ahead. <laughs> um, 
so there were rumors, tremendous, tremendous rumors being reported that CM Punk was heading to WWE and that they were negotiating. And then it turns out both Dave Meltzer and Sean Ross Sapp, they came out and said, no, nah, brother, this is it's not uh, it's not going to happen. Dave Meltzer, even on the Observer, uh, on Re Wrestling Observer Radio, said they out flat. This is what he said. Of course, this is all reports and conjecture. He says they turned him down flat out. The decision was a no. He wanted to go there. And the decision was a no. I mean, it can always change because Dave always has to add that caveat and everything. Well, and so I mean, does Sean can... in his defense. It's one of those sure, things. I'll, sure, I'll sure, get sure. into it, but continue. I mean, it can always change. And it was brought up to me that there was no such thing as no forever when it comes to WWE, but it is no for now. Just brilliant uh, syntax here, once again, by our boy Dave. But you get the picture. WWE just flat out said no to him. Uh, despite people saying, oh, we got to buy tickets for Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. I mean, of course, anything can happen. But uh, personally, I'm not surprised. Uh, Vince has a history of not working well with people who sue him. Vince will forgive a lot of people for a lot of things. But I've, you know, I rack my brain trying to think of people who have outright sued him where he has rehired. And I'm having a hard, try, a hard time trying to figure someone out. Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> um, I what was it. Didn't he sue him after? After uh, it, it might have been, I, but I don't think this is a Vince call. I think this is a Triple H call. I think Vince is Vince is a consultant, and he might have final say. Um, I'm on the other side of this. My skepticism is high right now. Okay, and I'm reading the headlines, and it gets me thinking. Because the headlines are couched in a very specific way, too. Like, Sean Ross Sapp's, uh, our boy uh, over there, uh, is that uh, they are not negotiating right now. Good mean a deal's already done. Good mean he's already in the fold. Mm -hmm. And they're just waiting. And crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Um, I am of the opinion he's showing up in Chicago. You're still on. You're you're still in on that one. I am. I think I think WWE has decided to go full petty. I think, and I think there are people within that company who will, uh, who think it's a good idea. And mm -hmm. I think there is a, uh, there there might be uh there might be some softening of hurt feelings between uh, management and CM Punk with some go betweens, like say one Cody Rhodes. Uh, you who think has Cody would go to You think Cody would go to bat for CM Punk? Let's yes. honestly between yes. you and me. Yes. Really? Yes. I do. I, I think I think he's a guy that sees business and doesn't care about the other stuff. And and that, you know, you know, hey, don't don't keep him on a long leash. Keep him on a short leash. Mm -hmm. But it'd be good. And you know, if, if he acts up, you can fire him. I, I think he's I think Cody's that kind of person. I don't know. Vince and, you know, Vince and Triple H are petty, but they also, they're also petty. <laughs> Let me, no, 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 I understand. And I think, look, and I understand the petty argument, don't get me wrong, you know, it's it's been the WWE playbook for years. But, okay, let's say, let's say outside of the petty argument, what value does CM Punk bring to WWE right now in 2023? When it's the hottest it's been in years, it has all of its stars at the top. 
you've got stars right now who are not you know, for part-timers who are not working because of the SAG after strike right. and are coming in and are just glad to do stuff and are showing up, collecting a paycheck. Like I have trouble seeing what value CM Punk has to bring to a company right now, which feels hot, acts like it's hot and fans react like it's hot, but it's cooled a bit. Admit it. You and I will both admit well, I, from, from, from the bloodline angle to now it is cooled off a little bit. I think the bloodline has cooled off, but I mean, judgment know, nights or judgment day is hot. Don't get me wrong. But you look at ratings, you look at houses like these, you know, look, AEW, AEW, AEW sells a, a dynamite that uh, 4,500 tickets. And we all go, woo. You know, the, I don't go, woo. Packing, I think that's you know, bad. I know it's bad. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that the, that like that's their highs these days for 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 dynamites, right? Which is not great, but it's still their highs. It's a third of SmackDown, is what it is. Well, that's and, the, well, and that's the point. And SmackDown Raw, yes, they're filling out the arenas. I am not saying they go I'm not 10, saying W. I'm not 13, saying I am not saying WWE needs him. No, that's the point. I am not. But he is singularly a guy that if he can control himself, and that's always the big if. And you know what? WWE has the means and stuff to just keep him on a bus, not have him interact with anybody. I don't think he's he'd be coming in to help people. And he'd be coming in on a star deal. Tell me who I need to work with. I'll work with them. Great. In and out. He's he's not there to be work friends like he was in no. AEW. He's a guy who can singularly talk people into the building in terms of a, a promo. And there's nobody out there who does that other than maybe Eddie Kingston. But that's that's the that's the that's the point that I have right now is like they don't even need a guy to talk you into the building. The buildings are filling up. They're selling out stadiums. Like, There's the they, concept of more. There's a concept of more here. Uh, mm -hmm. I know you think I'm full of it right now. No, I'm no, not no, no, trolling. No, I'm, I'm not, not I, arguing with you in bad faith here. I am. I'm saying, yeah, we're doing great right now. But we could always be hotter. Don't worry. WWE doesn't want money. They want all the money. That's yes. fine. Like, yes. you know, I, I, I'm with you with that. But when when your venues are selling out regardless, like they're, you know, they're, 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 they're hitting max capacity everywhere they go. Uh -huh. They're selling WrestleMania floor seats at $9,000 a seat. Yeah. Like what more can CM Punk bring to this right now. Right now is what I'm saying. Just more of an edge. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, okay. I, I really don't see it. We we can agree to disagree here. And I I fully uh embrace your position. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not there and, yet. And I don't I want to make something very clear too. I want to make something very clear. I, I hope CM Punk returns to WWE because I I this is the kind of stuff that this is the kind of stuff that I love. I love the chaos. This is the kind of thing that I thrive upon. And the business talking about pro wrestling is infinitely more fun with Punk's Punk matches other than walking brawls do nothing for me. It's, no. it's all mouth for me. And, and it gets me to watch sure. TV every time. I mean, collision, his instincts were better than, than whoever's doing it now. Let's put it that way. That that's my feeling on this thing. Uh, I'm going to double dip now. Uh, first new AEW tag team champions, big bill, and Ricky Starks just bodied FTR. Mm -hmm. Don't know why. 
heard things, rumor and innuendo, injuries, punishment, what have you. Now they got to continue this. Now you got to make them the most dominant tag team, perhaps even ever, in AEW. Um, because they did this. I didn't mind this as much as I love FTR. I love the concept of, hey, somebody had a bad day and just got <laughs> bodied by another team. Mm-hmm. I think that adds intrigue as well. And I like both these guys. I, I dude, Big Bill has improved so much and nobody gives him credit for it. Um, yeah, he, he, he's fantastic. I liked this. Um, the flip side of that, and I'm not on number two yet, but, um, is that Chris Jericho had two kickouts too many in that match against Hobbs. Oh my God. He should have been destroyed as well. No matter how, no matter what narrative you give to him, he got too much offense in that match to me. I think he just should have been absolutely destroyed here. And there should have been a match. What? Did we see the same? Did we see the same match? We're talking. Oh. We're talking about the Tuesday match, right? Yes. With yeah. with Hobbs. Yeah. And you're it saying was six, he wasn't it was six minutes destroyed. and it was four minutes too long because Jericho got a couple of comebacks in there. In my and, opinion, and, and I don't have a problem with that at all. No, that's all. fine. I just I'm watching that. I'm going. One kick out is fine. Three kickouts, a little too many for me. That that's more my point here. But this is kind of what you were at. You could be expecting because you know there's a lot of people like, he's oh, it's Chris Jericho. Champ. He's a former world champ. He's and it's Chris Jericho. He only thinks about himself. He never puts. No, any, I'm not going that over. far. I'm not going I'm, that far. But there's but there's a lot of people who do have that impression where it's like, oh, okay. So I I think the reverse psychology here is that, oh, he is kicking out. Oh, so he might win this despite the fact that Hobbs is dominating and and, and destroying them. Because at some point with that second kick out, I wasn't so sure anymore. And that added more intrigue to the yeah, matches that was going I, on. I get that. And, you know? and but that's booking for the internet. And I don't like booking for the internet at all. You know, the the thing about I mean and we've talked about on this show a number of times the fact that nobody none of the young guys ever look good for being in a feud with Chris Jericho. It's always, you know, Jericho gets a higher place after losing the feud or whatever type of a thing. Um, but I mean, I'll, it, it wasn't that it was more like the underdog, you know, trying to fight his way up to there, there needed to be a promo of some kind telling me the, some sort of story here, I think before the match or, or something to that effect, like even, even Hobbs jumping him before the bell and him valiantly fighting back or something, what? but he came in as kind of cocky Chris Jericho. And you're kind of like, all right, but now he's doing the Horatio Alger, you know, I'm gonna pull myself up from my bootstraps and beat Will Hobbs type of a thing. It just, it, it just, it didn't ring true for me. That was my problem here. I thought it worked. I thought okay. it worked because he he came in super like superstar pro wrestler, legitimate uh, Hall of Fame uh, guy, Chris Jericho coming in. Is it? He's like you said, cocksure, arrogant coming in to fight the new guy. You know what? Wanted... That could have been a story they told then, then on pushed it harder on commentary a little bit, you know, sure. and even beforehand, look, former world champion, first world champion, you know, legend type of a thing. And instead, it's just, you know, everybody's doing the sing along to Judas and it's just like, okay, uh, I'm going to give flowers to somebody. I, some, something I trash usually. Um, I think WWE is doing a very good job 
with angles. The main roster, especially this Judgment Day thing. What I mean by this is on the main roster, there's a lot of angles with lots of moving parts. And they're they're building them all well. And there's a lot of A, B, B, C, A, C connections in these things. Like in the Judgment Day, you have the J.D. McDonough story, but you have J.D.'s relationship with... um, uh, Why did I forget his name all of a sudden? Archer. Um, the uh, Archer uh, of Infinite. Uh, Damien Priest. Damien Priest, thank you. You have his relationship with him, you have his relationship with Dominic, and you have his relationship with Rhea, and you have his relationship with Finn. You have Priest's relationship with Rhea. You have him not trusting Finn, and you have his relationship with Dom. You have Dom and Rhea. You have that, this, and the other. You have in the Uso storyline, you have, okay, uh, uh, Scottish guy. <laughs> Why am I forgetting names all of a sudden? Uh, Drew McIntyre. Okay. Doesn't trust Jey Uso because he just turned and he just got here. So he's a little heelish. You have Kevin Owens and Sammy wanting their tag titles back. So there's a little bit of tension there with Cody at the same time. You have Cody trying to play peacemaker with all these parts here. You have, you know, you still have the heel elements of the bloodline out here and you have Cena out and that kind of thing. You have all these various moving parts in different angles. And they're building even the minor characters in these things very, very well, I think. And, and you know, we we love to trash the melodrama and, and you know, the AEW fandom loves calling it, you know, oh, you like dinner theater type of a thing. But that's, you know, part and parcel of what professional wrestling is, is building these characters, giving them character traits that will then conflict with other characters on this show and then them having staged fights in the ring to try and figure that all out so i you know i've I've given kudos to the creative before i'm gonna give it to them again i i think they're doing a hell of a job on these shows and it makes if you watch raw live which i did for the first time in ages it makes three hours go quicker when the stories are a little bit more interesting and it's not just fart jokes and bathroom humor so i mean i i enjoyed it uh your turn sir um just as a quick one, like, uh, you yeah. know, I think there's a lot of, um, just to, to, to add on, I think there is a lot of truth to what you're saying uh, in, in a sense that you can feel that Vince doesn't, isn't elbows deep in it anymore. Yes. Because there is, a, there are significant changes that are made to how people are presented and how things happen that it's just like, okay, this all feels very different at the very least. Uh, so yes, uh, you know, I will go down that path, but I feel like there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of mistrust angles going on yes. in, 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 in WWE as well. Like I, I feel like they, it, that it feels like such a, a high, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that still might be a sign there. Cause I feel like, like they hit such a high with that, with the bloodline. Cause the bloodline, that's essentially all it was it's like, uh, who, you know, who do we mistrust this week kind of thing? And then we'll carry that on to the next pay-per-view. And then it's like, oh, now we don't trust this guy anymore. And so on and so forth. Rinse, repeat. That's just, there you go. Um, but, you know, like could damage control is kind of in the same yes, boat yes. as well, right? It, it, I, I feel like there's a lot of this on, on the roster. You know, the, you know, uh, Bobby Lashley was doing that with the Street Profits, yes. right? Over the past couple of weeks. Now that it seems okay. Now that it seems like they're. I don't know. Does it? Are they good now? I don't even know. No, they're heels. They're all heels. 
No, but I mean, they're good. Like, as oh, in, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. They're, they're on the same page. But there was that, you know, prove yourself to me. Oh, just like the other guys were proving themselves to no, the other guys. Perfectly fair point. And, and you yeah. know, I, th- I think AEW's had a lot of that, too. So, you know, repetition I mean, look, of angles and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but but your point's well taken. I, I get that. Um, Yeah, you you know, you told you 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 told the uh, the the good uh, shake them ropes uh, audience that uh, I watch a lot of foreign stuff. Yeah. Well, oh, something I'll have no idea what you're talking about. Go for it. I'm here <laughs> for it. Japan. I'm here to learn. I'm sitting at the learning tree, Warren. Tell me about New Japan Strong or something like that. Uh, you're uh, close. New Japan Super Junior Tag League 2023 has been announced. It's going to be starting in a it, it, very shortly, actually, uh, and it's a. Uh, uh, October 21st it's a uh and it's also the start of the tour that will lead us to Power Struggle which is going to be the last big show before Wrestle Kingdom okay. this year uh and it's going to be a quick tournament starts on the 21st uh ending on November 4th uh 10 teams in a round robin uh one block tournament um and um you know I can drop a couple of names here uh of course the the current champions Clark Connors and Joel Maloney are going to be in there Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, so that you know, and they're they're a fantastic team. There's a couple of really great teams in here. Robbie Eagles and Kosei Fujita. Fujita is one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, recently graduated young lions who was supposed to be on excursion. You know, they go off in Japan. They leave. I know what an excursion is. Yes, and they go off and they do the thing. No, but I know two, three years, and then come and back. Then they come and they're back, supposed to come back new. Yeah, he's he's hanging around Japan a little bit, and we're not quite. It's not quite clear. He's not like buggering off to Mexico or something like that. Like a lot of them do. He's uh, so he's going to be in there as well. TJP and Francesco Akira are also in this uh, probably one of the, uh, one of the unsung great tag teams in the world right now. I'd say in my opinion, the third best tag team in the world right now. And I know TJP punching bag, etc. No, if you get past TJP social media, he's a great wrestler. He's incredible, and Francesco Akira, his, they, they, they're former uh, junior tag champs as well. Uh, they, they are an incredible team. Uh, are Haston Nichols in this thing? Hate no, because they're heavyweights. I did not know that. Okay, they got moved up. So they're going to be most likely in World Tag League, which is going to follow, uh, which is going to follow this uh, once this little tournament is done, um, and. Um, and uh, the, one of the big names that that's missing actually from all of this is uh, Leo Rush, who yes. was uh, who was taken out with a uh, about of the flu apparently a fever a he says I believe yeah well you know New Japan's been referring to it as an outbreak of the flu uh, it endangered their show uh, their destruction show uh, this past Monday where a lot of guys were. Uh, were, were taken out, but uh, most guys made it on the show except for Leo Rush, which was a shame because he was in a three-way for the uh, for the uh, junior heavyweight title, uh, which a lot of us had pegged him to win, and unfortunately, he didn't make it. And normally, he's in a tag team with um, New Japan stalwart Yo. Yes, and uh, of Sho and Yo fame of Sho and Yo, and yes, they have since. That's how, yes, I know they broke up a long time ago. I don't watch all that much New Japan. That's it's fine. My back. I'm keeping you up to. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm to yelling spin. at the people who are now yelling at their phone. But go ahead. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> people. I imagine the people who hate listen to this show. It's like ah, Hawkins. You don't watch New Japan. It's the best wrestling in the world. Okay, great. You know, I liked it for a while. I don't now. It's in a cold period for me. 
Let's continue. There you go. That's fine. Uh, Are there any shock teams or teams from other companies that are in this? Surprisingly, no. And I, you know, there's, there's Titan from CMLL who's uh, coming back, but Titan is kind of like a, you know, he's new Japan by extension. He always shows up for these stalwart now by now. Yeah. He's a, he shows up for these junior things. So it's not that much of a surprise. And he's also a part of LIJ, Los Ingobernables de Japón. So Tetsuya Naito's group. So, I mean, it's not a, it's not as if a big surprise. A lot of us were expecting one CMLL team in this, but, uh, no, there's nothing really shocking. I was, in I fact, was almost expecting a AEW team to get some seasoning, like a younger team or something like like an uh, Action Andretti and maybe the a healthy half of Top Flight to be able to get yeah. in there or something like that. Which which could have absolutely been possible. Maybe maybe Tony Khan just wants to hang on to the troops these days and Pretty make much. sure you know uh, you know because look the, you know, you have Taguchi and the DKC and if you've never heard of the DKC, I, don't I have heard of the DKC. Uh, and, and that's a bit of a team where you're like, really, you didn't have anyone else. You couldn't have flown <laughs> in anyone else. Uh, not that the TKC is a bad wrestler. Not that Taguchi is not interesting in his age. Uh, uh, he, but, he, uh, he drinks, he hits a guy with his butt. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. There's always a, there's always a butt stuff threat. I do the, the same stuff now. I mean, I get it. I, uh, <laughs> it's all I do on this show is I drink and I hit people with my butt. Um, go. Oh, I, hope Le- I hope Leo Rush is really sick and this isn't hope- some other I'm yeah. malcontent type of thing. But I, I, I like you'd him have a lot. the impression you'd have the impression that he is because you know he's been doing interviews saying how much he loves hanging out in Japan, how much it's reinvigorated him. And I I, I he I, always I, says I'm, that before he flames out though, no matter where he sure. is. <laughs> I uh I, I'm just convinced he was meant to win. I'm I'm sure they had pegged him to win the the title on uh, off of Hiromu last week. Oh. Uh, well, just this Monday. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I hope he does show up for for the tournament because Yo and Leo Rush are a fantastic tag team and they bring the best out of each. Leo Rush brings a lot of good out of Yo, who a lot of us had felt had sort of lost the spark and was a little you know it was just going through the motions. But these two together, they work really really well. I don't know, like. It, a lot of familiar names, all people we've seen up and down and all around. I think they could have used a little more pizzazz. Uh, again, I I was fully expecting one team from Mexico. Not even. I, I we'll see. Look, I'm going to be watching for TJP and Francesco Akira. They're tremendous. Uh, they're like the Will Ospreay of the junior tag teams. You can't have a bad match with these guys. Uh, because of the plethora of wrestling this week, I didn't watch any classic stuff, but I. Don't, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I liked AEW Dynamite a lot with the exception of, um, with the exception of the MJ at the end of that angle. Although I think, boy, I don't think Jay White's bringing it on the mic. That's just me though. Um, mm. I, I just, I, I'm not feeling his comedic sly character at all i think he needs to be a little bit more in control of the situation um and the only other thing i didn't i i I didn't like the adam cole segment i'm sorry the close-up of the faces there's no laugh lines in there for me and he's giving in way too much to absurd situations in terms of if i was scripting this you know i i need to he needs to think of a competent reason why he needs to mow the lawn for, for him to do it, because otherwise right. it's just for comedy type, and he looks like a dope. Mm-hmm. And Adam Cole is never a dope. He's usually the smartest guy in the room as a character type of a thing. 
I love this run of Swerve Strickland right now. Oh, I, God, I could yes. I could do with a little less Nana. I think I think we've overplayed the Nana dancing a little bit, guys. Let's back off. I enjoy Nana. Kind of part of me wants to see Tully Blanchard do that dance just once, but um, interesting. I, I like interesting. I like Nana a lot. I wish he'd be able to add a little bit more, but that was also a complaint I had when Stokely was around. Bring him back, please. Weekly, mm-hmm. I like him. But um, even I, I want them to go harder into the menace of him because because the, the best swerve on this run was the invasion of Nick Wayne's house. This tremendous when they did that beat down and that's, that's the, and he's losing a little bit of that viciousness in these feuds. And I want more of it because I like these types of threat characters. I I love that match with, with Danielson. And I loved the, that they did an angle throughout the show. One for hangman where he, you know, he comes out in the beginning, he prevents that thing. And then Nana comes out later and tries to screw with with that. And, 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 you know, that kind of continuity, I, I dig that a lot, but, yeah, a little bit more seasoning here, and and I'm ready. I'm ready to go full throw, put him in the upper echelon of AEW now because they need somebody, and nobody is stepping up when given the ball, especially pillars. No, uh, yeah, I, I, out of all of that, <clears throat> let's say outside of MJF, I think the only one who really came across more who's coming out of this better is Darby. No, Darby's um, great, but Darby, Darby, Darby had it is beforehand. is it's perfect where he is as because he needs he needs to overcome the whole Christian stuff. And then we can put him in like a main event title if he wants it, but he if never he really it. has to have it. You know, he, he's that kind of character where people sure. will get behind him and do that. But we need some guys other than Blackpool combat club in this upper rung. And, you know, while, while I like the gates of agony and while I like Brian cage in this stable, they are definitely B and C players in this stable and, and swerves an A and I want him to be an A plus. And I, and, and him really taking kind of a, I am a brilliant leader as well type of a thing as he did with the AR Fox in that vignette. Uh, yeah. More of that, please, 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 he, please. He's fantastic. Uh, and I, you know, I, I, I've been very, uh, pro swerve Strickland for a while, for a long, long time. And, uh, I I was really happy about his match at Wrestle Dream where I thought he got to flex a lot of his of, uh, of his main event potential if that makes sense because yeah. I, you know, he's smooth he's tremendous like there's not a lot of guys on that on the roster who wrestle like him you know what I mean like who have that, that just like that ebb and flow that he has and then all of a sudden can just snap a snap a kick across your face and it just looks devastating i think he should actually get rid of some of the baby face mannerisms he has like the who's house swerves house house stuff yes no i want people booing this man and him just to grin with that crap eating grin he has all the time he's uh, he he's phenomenal and i'm glad you know the match with danielson i loved it too i thought it was uh i thought it was fantastic i for me he's a he's a world that's his ceiling he's a world title holder for me I, I I think he's I think he's top guy material uh, because they don't have anyone who has that energy. You know, it's to the point that when they, you know, when when Cody and Brandy left the company and they were left holding the well, what what kind of reality show are they going to do? You know, so on and so forth. I was like, give it to Swerve, <laughs> and, and and you'll get an entirely different 
type of reality show and you'll attract an entirely different demographic on top of that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and a quick hit. Uh, I liked the out of the box thinking of the picture in picture with the Tony storm silent vignettes. <laughs> it was, it's a more interesting way to me to do the picture in picture than either. You know, I like Guevara with, with the, uh, with the poster board and this week Takeshita with the poster board. Cause Sammy wasn't there, but I like it more than matches mm. because I tune out of matches. I can't focus on that while, you know, flows yelling at me about insurance or bad pizza or whatever. I, 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 I need that kind of during commercial breaks. I kind of need that psychic break from the action so I can be back into it when I get back. And I, I just, I hate the picture in picture concept to begin with. She was doing some clever things that the, the, the sight gag of <laughs> it cracked me up that they start the silent movie and she leaves the screen for about 15 seconds, but it was mostly to walk around and then come around in the other side. That sight gag. I thought that was great. Um, the character can be a bit much. And this is what we kind of got into with the MJF. That she's she's actually kind of becoming the Danhausen of the women's division, which means That's I don't want her, yeah. I don't want her anywhere near the title picture like this. And you know right. the 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 opposite of the of the uh, rainmaker, the zoom in with the close up, and then the and then you know the uh, uh, hip check and and storm zero thing. I can get past it, but. If we're gonna go this heavy into the comedy, they need to pull back on it when she does when they decide they want to put her in a title program. And I think that's sure. hard for them. Yeah, and it's gonna be hard because she's it's working and she's uh getting herself over. So it's gonna but be But it's the kind of to... out of the box thinking I want out of wrestling too. I, I want more of this. I want I want half those guys in AEW to do something about their characters other than Twitter and use this giant movie company that they have at their disposal. Mm. Not necessarily to do BTE stuff, but give me Butcher and the Blade back in their back in their butcher shop, chopping things oh. with blood all over themselves, hyping up a hardcore match. Because because th that's the other thing is is promos have become too back and forth. I I don't want. I, I think that's part of the weakness of the uh, MJF Jay White thing is the back and forthness of the promo thing. I think when one side comes in, says their piece in the camera, and then later in the show, somebody else comes in, says their piece of the camera, it's a lot better and it's a lot smoother. And then they can get together for like one week and hype it type of a thing. Um, but these guys have jobs and they're getting paid six figures. I want them to, I, I want them to all be stars that earn more money too you know sure. it, it's one of those things where it's almost like you're doing it for your own career type of a thing you know i need to take control of my career and if you're just happy showing up again a check nothing wrong with that i got a good morning get paid i say that every morning um your turn if you have anything else well since we're look since we're talking about AEW again um i'm um uh, i'm very bummed with the direction that orange cassidy has taken after losing to john moxley Right. That, uh, yeah, I'm bummed with it because, well, first of all, he, uh, I love the match and I, and I, I love the idea that he lost, right? I think yeah. he, he lost upward, right? I think it's, it's hard to, to deny, you know, we're talking about swerve and wanting to put more guys up in that upper tier, that upper echelon, right? I think this is what they were doing with Cassidy. 
uh, cutting those cutting those great promo that well that great promo one the fiery you know, promo yeah the uh, on that on the dynamite between the two uh, pay-per-views uh and, and then coming to the ring and taking his beating but working hard and you know just a a, a fantastic upward tra- trajectory and then next thing you know um he's back on TV because I would have had him disappear sell the beating yes right his his body that that was the story. My body's broken down. I can't do it anymore. None of my finishers are effective. I've got to use sneak sneaky uh, mousetrap pins to get the thing, you know, so to get the win and move. have him go away. He was beaten up by John Moxley. He was bleeding. Was like, get him off TV, and then have Moxley with the title and do his thing, and then you bring him back when you you know you don't expect it. Once Moxley has done running through everyone, he comes back. In wrestling, sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. I agree. You have a guy you really like. He disappears for a couple of months. He comes back, let's say, in time for revolution. Now the roof blows off the place. You have the first few bars of of uh, of his song, you know, that start James. starts playing. And Jefferson James, Starship. Come on. I had a blank. I had a complete blank. No, that's cool. I've blanked on Drew McIntyre. So <laughs> Tit for tat then. And uh, the the place just goes nuts. And you've got yourself a bona fide star and he comes back and he beats Moxley. He beats Moxley. So him coming back week after week and then ending up in a tag team with Hook feels like a demotion. Nothing against Hook. Hook's a prelim guy. That's his job right now. That's what he's doing. And I had a lot of people telling me, oh, they're elevating Hook. They're not elevating Hook. It's not that they should not be elevating Hook. They should be pushing Orange Cassidy to the moon right now because up until his match with with mox boy's been never been hot has never been hotter in that company you know can i and make I a feel, counterpoint go ahead and finish your point here sorry so just to wrap it up so i feel like right now now i know that you know the mox got you know gets his bell rung and all of this and now they're swinging back to him because it turns out ray phoenix is banged up too like everyone's banged up yes so we're so we're circling back to Orange Cassidy, which is Ray probably Phoenix like doing the, the owl servant. Oh my back! Yeah, exactly. Four other aerial moves, and then put my and hand then, behind my back for yeah, a second. Like, Look, I'm selling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Glad we both agree on that. Okay, continue. The uh, uh, but you know, you go back to you, you, so you, you know, put the title back on Orange Cassidy. It's the, the you see what the pattern is. We're we're circling back to Mox. But I feel like in the meantime, it's it's been it's an indic it's a bit of an of a pattern that Tony Khan has with a lot of guys where he's gonna push 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 bring him up to a point, and then mm, suddenly I've got nothing or it's not as interesting or I yeah. don't know what the next step is. It's happened with Ricky Starks as it's well. It's happened you know, with that, Wardlow and it's gonna happen again. And I think so, uh, you know uh, the confidence isn't there but i thought orange cassidy was a short thing i really thought orange cassidy was like it was the easiest well, thing to book take him off tv have him come back at some point but i don't know i'm really really disappointed with how this is gone here's my counterpoint because and this might be look one, one of the things we say on this show a lot is that wrestling fans are great at booking stories in their head that don't exist because booking is lazy these days they don't build feuds they don't build, but we imagine it in our head so let me yes. posit whether or not i'm imagining this and making this up in my head it feels like they have pivoted orange Casty's character now from being uh 
what what's the word? Um, ambivalent. Mm-hmm. To actually caring about this title. Mm-hmm. And I think we're gonna possibly see. You know, if the plan is to put this on Moxley, and they're taking it away from Orange Cassie that way, maybe a little bit of a selfish turn in Orange Cassie, where it's like, I want my title back. Because they've kind of hinted at this with him and Hook, him kind of eyeing that FTW title. Sure. When he was there. I just don't know, because they did the whole thing where he's staring at the belt the entire time after he wins it and is walking up like he's Gollum who's found his precious. Now I might just be reading far too much into that. Cause again, another thing we say on the show is that Tony can't cook and he doesn't build stories very well. He has great ingredients. Can't necessarily put them all together in a recipe all mm. the time, mm-hmm. but orange Cassie is a very smart wrestler in terms of when he turns on and off emotion on screen and in storyline. And maybe he's hooked into something here where he's starting to pivot that character from not caring about anything to now caring about something. You know, there's no more that nihilism, you know, I'd, I'd love for the pivot to even include in his ring interest weighing in at 195 pounds. <laughs> what? Wait, we never knew how much Since he weighed when? before. Yeah. Since when? You know, that kind of thing. I think that'd be, that'd be a hell of an idea. I just think it's something I'm making up in my head, though. <laughs> no, I don't, but no, but I think you're. I, I, I think you're right because he does care about the title. Because look, you know when when he did the bit with Tony on on Tuesday, right? Tony was, you know, Hook said, "Hey, Tony, why don't you give it to my boy Orange?" And Tony's like, "Orange, do you want it?" And he was like, uh, "Whatever." And then Tony went, "Well, if you don't want it," and he was like, "No, no, 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 I I, I want it." So you know, there's there's there, I think there's something to it. And look, at some point, you you have to evolve characters too, right? They can't always be exactly the same thing. Yeah, Vince. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the Hardy Boys sale. have been twenty five for forty years now. I'm tired of this. <laughs> Although that's not even Vince's fault anymore. It's that's not, not Vince's what... problem <laughs> anymore. No. But that's Vince's theory is people want to root for the guy that they knew. They don't want to root for, you know, they don't want people to evolve necessarily unless it's been done on my television, like Bailey and uh, Aunt Pam, Um, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. Or Asuka going from dancing Asuka to weird psycho hooker clown Oscar. (laughs) She is now. Uh, Love that girl. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't have a lot more in my lazy river. You have anything else? Um, where do you think uh, the NWA is going to end up on TV? Billy Corgan said that he's got uh, two <laughs> TV deals, and they're about to leave YouTube. They got two deals. Jeff, the National Wrestling Alliance, Billy Corgan, which we haven't William watched Patrick since Cornette got fired here at Shake Them Ropes because we were interested in it then. <laughs> Uh, the answer to your question almost, uh, elicited a swear word for me in terms of who gives a, uh, this is Corgan playing court Bauer right? in some ways. It's you the know, playbook. It's uh, the playbook. Well, who's the TV deal? It says, I have to be vague. I can't say who, but it's a top 20 network. Jeff, 
All right, so let's go into the 30s and think about this because because it's probably somebody he's overhyping, or it's oh, or it's so, or it's some network that had a hit show once and nobody watches anymore. Uh, you know, like CMT. Uh, <laughs> Which one you think? Or of it's it. top 20 in people's houses, but nobody watches it whatsoever. Right, exactly, because it's part of the cable package or I whatever. Mean, my God, TNA had. The TV Guide Network at one point, that's where true. where they were like uh, everybody's scrolling for channels, and they're up in the upper left hand corner. Wait a minute! It, Look, I just thought you're you're I, killing me here because uh, I've got you know, I've got nothing for you, and honestly, it doesn't matter. Really. Access, yeah, well, access already has impact, right? It doesn't like, matter. They tried to get a bunch of MMA on it once at one time too. I mean, they they just want content that's cheap and nobody cares about, unless they're getting what Katie, what's her face, going around being drunk and interviewing out of shape, has been rock and roll stars or going to music festivals and you know, I'm partying, let's drink. That's all access is right now. I think I don't know. I haven't watched it in years. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, VH1. I used to watch it a lot because they used to have old MM. They used to have like old. Uh, uh, I forget the name of the of the federation, but that's how I got into U. They used to play old UFCs on there and Prides and stuff. So I watched that thing Jeez, all the okay. time. And then Ring of Honor was on there, and now Impact's on there. And I hear Impact's good. I just don't have time. I just, no, you, you know, uh, you got to make choices uh, at some point. Give give me who you think. I don't know. Who I, wants a relationship yeah. with Billy Corgan? MTV. It's MTV. You yeah, think it might be it. MTV? Oh, it's the return of Wrestling Society X. Bring it or, on. Or what or what about like uh no true TV? VH1. It's V right? because right now Corgan's aged out, so it's more VH1. It's more VH1. It's more his e. crowd, right? I'll take E. I'll put I'll put that down there. Maybe the entertainment network has come back instead of doing like AJ Benza conspiracy shows and you know oh look the Kardashians are, are on another wacky adventure maybe maybe we want some guys nobody's heard of wrestling that's what we want here at What's, the Entertainment Network you were you were chuckling about CMT but isn't there like isn't there a, a, a it's a Fox network? News because Tyrus is on it that's where we're going we're going to FS1. There you Fox go. Fox Business. It's Fox Business. We're going to not 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 Fox News. No, we're making that hard news now and stuff. No, we're going to Fox Business. It's going to be Maria Barataroma and her. She's gone insane the past few years. Sure, so she can be a part of this whole thing too. <laughs> it's probably Fox related. It has to be now. It now has you've to be. convinced me into it. There, there's got there's got to be some kind of because Tyrus of is going to be involved in this somehow. It's going to come Probably. on after Gutfield. Well, I mean, look, he, <laughs> he's he, he's retired, so maybe they're going to have him on like as a general manager role. Oh yeah, he'll he'll right? be he'll be the broadcaster. You now you can watch Gutfeld's in the fives Tyrus <laughs> on NWA wrestling every week, and okay. Billy Corgan will come out there with something libertarian just to. <laughs> Just to stir the pot. Just to stir the pot. Now, stay tuned for Hannity. <laughs> God. All right, this show's gone off the rails. Let's cut it there. Uh, this has been Shake the Rubs. You follow me at Crap Game 13 on X. I am on Blue Sky because Warren was nice enough to give me a code, but I don't use it. But I'm Jeff Hawkins over there, and you'll see like three posts for me. Uh, you can follow the show at Shake the Rubs on X till Elon Musk nukes us all. Um, 
we're part of the boys of the wrestling podcasting network shows for any sort of uh any sort of fandom you have. I am also a member of fight game media network. I do a show with Paul Fontaine on there every Wednesday, about 20 minutes after dynamite goes off the air called creatively enough, the dynamite show where we thoroughly deconstruct dynamite. And I, you know, I'm usually cranky by that time. So I rant like this. That's what I do. Uh, Chris Novembrino is at D O C T O R underscore N O V on Instagram. He gives guitar lessons. He's playing for trams all week. You're in the general Southwest area. Go to New Mexico, ride a tram, drop him a 20. He'll be very appreciative and he'll kiss you on the lips. Uh, Warren, you are now part of voices of wrestling. Plug your stuff. Uh, thanks for having me on Jeff for, uh, for allowing me to, 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 to attempt to fill uh, Chris's very, very large, ample. Oh, no, uh, you were filling my spot on the show. I was filling Novembrino, so go ahead. Oh, there we go. Okay, so then I feel more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I do the Mr. Warren Hayes show uh, every week where I uh, recap the week, uh, provide analysis, uh, to, uh, previews, reviews, all that kind of good stuff uh, over on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. You can also find it on your favorite podcast application as well. And as far as social media goes, I am on the blue sky. So you can find me there at Mr. Warren Hayes. I have more than three posts, though. So there you go. Mr. So you're Mr. Blue Sky, like ELL. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate.